0: What's so interesting about cannabis and technology right now is cannabis is this first emerging industry within this era of open technology for anyone, right? 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you had to be a company, you had to have big teams that were very sophisticated skill sets. And now we're in an era where it's more turnkey. You, You don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand how to move data or access data. Welcome to the KayaCast, the podcast for cannabis businesses looking to launch, grow, and scale their operations. Each week, we bring you interviews with industry experts and successful retailers, plus practical tips and strategies to help you succeed in the fast-growing cannabis industry.
1: Welcome back to the KayaCast podcast. I'm your host, Tom Mulhern. Today on the show, I have a conversation with Adam Hutchinson, who is the co-founder of Canna Spyglass. Canna Spyglass is a data analytics company that really uses data to help cannabis businesses make data-driven decisions in their business, whether that's launching a new business and needing to know sort of what competition is in the area to ancillary businesses or software businesses wanting to kind of target dispensaries. Adam is working with that giant data set to help cannabis businesses grow, help operators and vendors grow their business using data. And, you know, as a fellow data nerd, we both kind of geeked out on the possibilities that are out there for how to really utilize data to grow a business, to launch a business. And so I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Adam Hutchinson of Canna Spyglass. Adam Hutchinson is a seasoned entrepreneur and business leader with decades of experience in the oil and gas and cannabis industries. He is the co-founder of Cannabis by Glass, a leading provider of data and analytics for the cannabis industry. Prior to starting Cannabis Glass, Adam held a senior management positions at several successful oil and gas companies in Oklahoma and Texas. He has a proven track record of success and a deep understanding of the cannabis industry its trends, and its challenges. Adam holds a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering from the University of Oklahoma, and he is an expert in data analysis and business strategy. Adam is passionate about using his skills and experience to help shape the future of the cannabis industry and is committed to using data and analytics to drive growth, innovation, and positive change. CannaSpyGas provides cannabis industry analysis and market research to support businesses in making informed decisions they offer data driven insights on the latest industry trends consumer behaviors and market dynamics to help clients stay ahead of the competition their services include market reports custom research projects and data analytic solutions with a team of experts in the field cana spyglass provides comprehensive and accurate information to help businesses make strategic business decisions and stay ahead of the rapidly growing Cannabis industry. Well, Adam, welcome to the Kaya Cast podcast. Yes, I love the way you tailor things there, Tom. Well, you know when you've when you've got quite a lot of highlights of things to to highlight, then hey, it's it's going to be long.
0: I like proven track record of success. All of us know what that means is it, it comes with a proven track record of failures, right? So, but it's so, always nice to mention the success.
1: How does working in cannabis compared to other industries that you have experience in like energy or business or technology regulation how does it compare to those and what's kind of been surprising about the industry as you worked in it
0: the simple is like everybody's
1: everybody's much more happy
0: and enjoyable and having fun at events and trade shows and and these type of podcasts and people are excited it's emerging industry it, it, it's changing and, and yeah with that comes some stress and Thoughts of the unknowns, but also with that is also an excitement of new challenges, new mountains to climb and, and new things to accomplish. It's pretty interesting in Oklahoma because of the downturn a few years ago, the pandemic, negative $20 oil, there were quite a few folks that moved out of energy into cannabis. And of course, Oklahoma is kind of known as the Wild West of the cannabis industry. And, and there's a lot of similarities because it's a, it's a heavily regulated industry, Things are different from state to state, right? Some of the multi-state operators and even smaller shops have found success with, you know, folks that think from a, well, we have to go out and grow. We have to operate. We have the supply chain we have to think about. We're impacted by commodity prices that we can't necessarily control. And so how do we manage our business to that? So while there's a lot of differences, I think at the surface, when you think about energy and cannabis, there's also a lot of parallels as well, Tom.
1: So- what kind of inspired you to start Cannabis Can by Glass? Like, were there certain I- problems in the industry that you were aiming at to address, or was it just something, an idea that you kind of just ran with? Like, what was the inspiration behind what you guys created? As my
0: brother-in-law and I were, were similar story, energy looking into cannabis, we started to, to dip our feet into the pool, so to speak, and invest behind the scenes in an outdoor grow in Oklahoma. And as we would sit and ponder the business and ask ourselves questions, kind of got back to what you were asking earlier, it's like, where, where is this place that we can go to find out who are operators in the state, who's applying for licenses, who are the five operators within five miles of us, right? Who are processors that don't have grow licenses? Because those may be processors, clearly, that are going to market for, for product to process and so forth. And, and, and in other industries and in energy, you had those types of things, right, that were tracking the activities of the energy companies, where they're leasing, where they're putting rigs, and so on and so forth, right? And, and so that, that really is where Cana Spyglass came to be is, hey, we, we can do this, we can build it, and we can make it easier for the industry to have those insights, to have those analytics at, at their fingertips,
1: so Adam, can you give me a brief kind of overview of the technology behind Canna Spyglass and what, what do you guys actually do? What's so
0: interesting about cannabis and technology right now is cannabis is this first emerging industry within this era of open technology for anyone, right? 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you had to be a company. You had to have big teams that were very sophisticated skill sets and now we're in a, an era where it's more turnkey you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand how to move data or access data. And so that that's what we've taken advantage of not only the technology but you know the timing of this industry and, and people's need for that information to run their business.
1: What is some of that information that you provide like to help operators and vendors and investors and anyone that's looking to get into the industry kind of examine those industry trends like you provide reports and different things.
0: With operators, vendors, investors, they all come to our data with different angles. So they may be coming to the same data, but they're looking at it with a different lens or for a different reason to answer a different why. So getting into the details can really take you. But at, at a high level, we, we, we started with a, a taxonomy or structure, if you will, of Earth model where are locations, where's agriculture, certain soil, certain electricity availability, where are power outages, 911 services, daycares, churches, things that impact where you run and operate and put in a cannabis business. The second bucket is cannabis life cycle. So we think of that seed to consumption. What are all the things that happen from that original seed? People hear seed to sell, but just a little bit further. Well, then what are What are people's preferences around those strains and followers to certain strains? And so we see seed to consumption is a lot of moving parts in the supply chain, right? To make things happen from vendors to operators and so forth. And then the final bucket is enterprise performance. So it's really looking at those first two buckets and saying, well, how well are things performing? Are these companies vertically integrated? Are tax revenues going up? What are the publicly held companies? What are they doing? How are they growing? Who are multi-state operators? And so if you think about it, then that, that enterprise performance feeds into decisions made to get back into the earth model and cannabis life cycle process, right? We want to use different fertilizers. We want to use, do different things to create a better product and have better outcomes.
1: There must be so many challenges working in data because data, you, you got to have that clean data in an industry where the regulations vary from state to state, municipality to m- municipality, like everywhere is different, every code is different. So how do you handle those challenges of working with data in so many different, like different regulations from everywhere you're you're working?
0: Last count, which was probably last fall, late fall, we were over 150 data sources. Um, and that was just in the U.S. and, and U.S. territories. As we expanded into other countries, Clearly that's going to add to the list, but you're exactly right. It's disparate. It's apples and oranges across states where this data is held, who holds it? How much do they hold? What do they protect by ongoing investigation, which others uh, allow through other mechanisms? There's this constant decision tree and process and algorithms in our data. It's mining deeper, mining different sources. To go collect this data, and that's part of one of the key values for our client is if they're spending less clerical time trying to go find this information, and they're and that's offloaded to us, then they're able to spend more time with their core business, right, and and making decisions and and improving their their financials.
1: Who are your kind of your prime customers? Like, are you working with? vendors? Are you working with dispensary owners? Who's that, that like ideal customer that you're reaching out to to provide them with this data?
0: Through past experiences, let's say some of those failures with the success, we've learned not to have a build it and they will come mentality, right? So get just enough in that minimum viable product and let l- your clients guide you, right? And they know. And so by taking that approach and strategy right now, the, the, the majority percentage of our clients are vendors So they're wanting to come in, they have marketing budgets, they're spending money to be at trade shows anyway, and man, they want to do their research. And then the other is definitely operators, growers, dispensary owners, tending to be a little bit more analytic in their approach to business versus kind of feel and relationships, which is a culture within cannabis itself. But yeah, so vendors and then operators.
1: And how many of those operators actually utilize that data? Because I mean... I feel like that's every single operator is trying to find a way to kind of stand out and be unique. And especially in oversaturated markets, are there lots of operators from growers to dispensaries that are utilizing data and it's making a tremendous impact on their business?
0: Data information to run your business is not a new thing as it, maybe it was 15 or 20 years when we were. It seems like I spent more time trying to convince folks that data was an asset Now it's kind of a given. Okay, data is an asset. We need to go go leverage it to its best ability. And so we see operators doing that. They've come into our platform. They want to see emerging trends and West Coast strains and what are the seeds we need to be looking at next year for this harvest. They've looked at it to look at certain trends and the brands and products that are emerging and, and also trending down. The Kaya Cast is brought to you by Kaya Push, the cannabis software making people management easy.
1: I, I just think that there's so much benefit that can come from analyzing the data that's out there, and in the cannabis industry, there, like you said, there's there is so much data that you can you could go out and scrape it and find out all these different operators and who's this person, who's this person, but having a service that, like you guys, that you can, can provide. That data in like a really accessible way must be such a benefit to any of those cannabis businesses that you know it must be night and day from when they started analyzing the data to you know to where they are now
0: and, and sometimes it's reassuring their intuition right that they can go back to their investors and so forth we worked with a group in Mississippi and the small business owner, her intuition was right. She grew up in Mississippi. She knew where the colleges were. She knew where the tourism was, and where do I put my dispensary? And so we were able to reinforce right through traffic patterns, population, density, demographic, take are right. We're able to support it with numbers. I think an aha in that is one of our data scientists said, well, what if we expand the border by five, 10 miles? What does that change? And you start to see a population increase of 20, 30 percent, knowing that those folks are going to be traveling in to Mississippi, right? While it reassured, it also adjusted some of the potential locations for the dispensaries and then also some of the pro forma or projection she was doing in her business plan for it. So that, that's another great, great example from an operator.
1: How would federal legalization impact your business and your company and kind of the industry as a whole, but how would it impact you and how would you have to pivot? Or do you still kind of see a place in that if say tomorrow they just signed off and you know, now it's, now it's fully legal. How would you guys pivot in, in response to that?
0: You know, for, for me, I'd, again, I go back to industries and go, wow, there's been iterations around different administrations and are they oil and gas friendly or are they not? you know, awareness across the industry in the United States around environmental concerns and how has the industry changed over the last couple of decades to address those uncontrollables around commodity price. right? So then I go, well, that's exactly going to happen, right, in cannabis as it goes federally legal. And for us, we just need to be able to serve all of those at the end of the day.
1: I love your perspective that you're able to kind of see these parallels between, you know, commodities and oil and gas into the cannabis industry and you're you're almost you almost have like a a magic ball that you can see the future because you're like i've seen this before
0: those changes in the market impact everybody right negative and positive and you stay dedicated in the opportunity and eventually things come up so that's going to happen with the federal legalization as well and
1: every industry has its ebbs and flows its ups and its downs and you know i I don't know about you but I get tons of emails every day from different cannabis newsletters that I follow about follow that tell me the industry and sometimes it'll say oh things are things are bright in you know this state and then it'll say you know this company just laid off 800 employees or whatever it is and so you know kind of looking forward to the future of the industry what what are some of the goals for of spyglass like you guys have you're up you're running you're viable what are some of your goals or what do you see as like I mean, you kind of hinted at some of the dreams of where you'd like to go, but yeah, kind of paint me a picture of of where you guys are headed. I would say we're, we continue
0: to find where's that sweet spot and where we want to go. We're not big into this like three year, five year vision and and then convince ourselves that's the right place to be. So we're always, let's say opportunistic, right? In, In our business and where we're taking it. I think, you know, you mentioned pharmaceuticals is a big thing. I think there's a lot of siloed technologies within the space, right? From point of sale to lighting equipment to climate control to all of this. So, I could see one day can a operations manager for a multi-state operator log on to can a spyglass and see oh the technology works like SCADA or IoT of all their grow facilities, the temperatures, the pressures, the extraction equipment running, that translating to cells, and, and and them really having a cradle to grave view of their operations. I think that's cool. I, I love operations accounting. That's great. But we tend to try to stay more operational in nature with of Spyglass. I also think a big part of the future in the industry is and it's not a magic ball. I mean, I hear people say this and go, hey, that seems to make sense is, you know, lending, right? The banks as that federally and some of the banking restrictions, you know, these companies to weather the storm or to scale and grow, they're going to need the loans, right? And the lending. And I think there's some things can a spyglass can help do from an operational perspective to help those banks, see certain criteria around operators, help the operators, you know, really show how their business is worthy of the lending. So I I, I don't know completely what that means and how it works, but I, I do think that's a space, the banking, the financial aspects around the industry in the future are gonna be more than just deposits in a bank, right?
1: Again, going back to that data, like being able to utilize that as those, as those changes come in. And like, I've seen it in the insurance industry where, You know, you used to have to go into an office and sit down with a broker and get your now you can go online and get whatever quote you want. And I think that's going to be the future for at least from the from the software side of things like making it easier for those operators to open up and to, you know, get the information they need about where to open up or those growers. I keep thinking about that, like being able to like track their growth in the Internet of Things and like getting a, a ping on their phone when. You know, their plants are ready or whatever it is. Like, I think there is a bright future for this industry, despite some of that gloom and doom that seems to seem to be out there. A hundred
0: percent. I think you're right. And uh, that makes the can attack that makes the, the cannabis proper the growers, the operators. It ultimately is going to be an exciting, it'll look different, right? And and maybe some shops are more artisan and they they wanted to be big multi-state farms. People will find their way and and so will the industry.
1: Just to kind of wrap it up, what is one tip that you would have for for a cannabis business to to help grow their business in this year ahead? What's a tip that you've had from your experience as an entrepreneur that could help them in their business?
0: I think it's awareness that I see, which then to me translates to marketing. So I think a lot of folks have come out with some really nice products, right? And clearly, if if it's tied to Snoop Dogg or, or Mike Tyson and the whatever the ear the ear gummies, <laughs> they're catchy. They're boom. People talk about them. But I think marketing, search engine optimization. I think a lot of operators, dispensaries, they're not using that mechanism enough, right? And they're thinking, oh, well, I'll come out with this great product. People will love it. Well, a lot of folks are doing that right now. And I do think the digital aspect, as well as just if somebody types you know, a certain strain, Oklahoma, your dispensary name pops up. Right. And so there's all this geofencing. And even being in tech, I, I sit back and listen to our marketing clients. I'm like, you can do that. Oh, yeah. I can make that. If, if Tom drives through Tulsa, Oklahoma, I can make this dispensary pop up on his phone. and so I think there's a lot of, of tools and technology that can allow people to really get their brand out. Cannabis isn't fully taken advantage of that quite yet.
1: Well, and I've seen you've either got to stand out like on a big, huge brand level, or you got to be f- hyper-focused to your local community. Like, you know, those are the two ways you can stand out. Either you're you're the local community, this is where we all go, or you're this big cookies that like this brand that there's hip hop attached to it, or like you said, Snoop Dogg, or Mike Tyson, or Jim Belushi—like these these names that are able to kind of pull people in. So, yeah, and then leveraging that technology—that's for for marketing—is is key.
0: Even just good old fat marketing relationships, right? Go to your local or state cannabis association, get involved with them, go to their events, get to know other operators learn what they're doing successfully and failing right all success comes with failures if you man if you can avoid just one or two then you're that you're those that many steps closer to success right and so i think that collaboration is a form of that marketing right as as you get involved with the industry
1: well that's awesome well adam how how can people connect with you if they want to find out more about what you guys are providing and kind of spyglass like where's the best way to kind of connect and and you know start leveraging data to grow your business. Canaspiglass.com.
0: It, it gets out there. Nice, nice website. One pager. We, we had some fun with it. And, and there's a contact us button on there that comes straight to, to myself and, and Warren. You can email me directly at Adam at com, And yeah, we'd be happy to hop on, hop on a call and talk with anybody understand their business further and and see if there's a match
1: well and we'll have all of those links in the bio so that people can connect with you and Adam it's been great having you on this show and you know it it makes me think like how can I be leveraging data as a cannabis business to be more effective at what I'm doing so you've inspired me to to be more effective in my leverage of data as well so Thanks for being on the show. This has been really fun.
0: I appreciate it. Appreciate the the passion and the inspiration. We were joking the other day. And I mean, I kept, I kept, yeah, I don't know if I, I was growing up going, man, I want to be a data when I grow up. I mean, you're the fireman and police officer and all these different things. But anyway, data can be inspiring as well. And it's great to hear, hear you say that, Tom. But wonderful. Appreciate you having me on the show. You know, you come highly recommended. Really enjoyed our conversations. Hey, Tom and I are, are kindred spirits here in the industry. So again, appreciate the time, and and you made this so easy and fun to do. At the end of the day,
1: well, thank you so much, Adam, for that conversation, for sharing some of your insights about the future of the industry and how. Businesses can can get there today by leveraging data to really grow their business. Adam had so many interesting things to say when it came to the future of the industry, where data can be utilized to help operators really understand their clients, understand their customers. And so again, thank you, Adam, for taking that time. And we'll have all of the links in the bio for Adam and of Spyglass and how you can get connected to what they're doing. And I also just want to thank everyone who's listening to the KayaCast podcast and really enjoying the content we have. I had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to head out to MG Unpacked in New York City and really connecting with past guests that had been on the podcast and people that are listening to the podcast and really hyped up about what's happening. It's so cool to, you know, meet people in real life who are passionate about cannabis. So again, thank you for listening, subscribing. Make sure you share this with your friends in the cannabis business and we'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Kaya Cast podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in your favorite podcast app or visit our website to learn more about our guests and to access the full archive of episodes from the show. Join us next time as we continue to explore the world of cannabis and help you grow, launch, and scale your business.